Blog Talk Radio. It's that time again. Time for some real talk about real issues to enhance your real life. Whatever you think, whatever you know, whatever you feel, Tanya doesn't mind talking about it. Get ready for some talk that is always rated to R. Because talk with Tanya has got to be relevant. Talk with Tanya has got to be refreshing. But most importantly, talk with Tanya has got to be real. Tune in right now for real talk with Tanya and
can spring into action this April, May, June, and the rest of the year. Hello and welcome to Real Talk with Tanya White. I am your host, Tanya White. And listen, we kick off our April series, which is the theme is spring into action. And all this month, we're helping you to leap tall buildings in one single bound into your dream, into your purpose, into your destiny. And we're going to give you tips every Thursday night at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. In order to do that, tonight we have the brilliant Brian Ganges on uh, talking about his book, Piecing the Puzzle Together. First quarter 2010 is over. Some of us have missed the mark on some of our goals. We've reached the mark on a few of them. But Brian's going to help us piece the puzzle together so we can see uh, where we fell short, where we succeeded, and how we can bring balance to our life, both spiritually and practically. I'm excited to have him on once again. If you missed last night's show, we had to reschedule Dr. Teresa Harrison. But Dr. Naima Johnson was on and dynamic. She gave tips from her brand new ebook, uh, Go With What You Got. And she said that was inspired divinely from God for her to write um, because she was wanting to give up and what God told her to do, because things were not going right, and God told her to turn to Judges chapter 6, the story of Gideon, and she birthed this ebook. go with what you got. If you listened last night and you liked what Dr. Naima said, you can just email us at realtalk at Tanya White, and she has donated one free ebook. All you have to say is, I want that ebook. go with what you got, and Dr. Naima will send it to you. Also, she has graciously given all the Real Talk with Tanya White listeners a special deal um, for Go With What You Got for just $7, $7. Listen, she is taking the excuses out of you not going for what you got. This book, I've skimmed it. Uh, I'm going to read it this weekend and next week as spring break is officially beginning next week, but I'll talk about that later. But this book, Go With What You Got, for $7. Uh, she has a special uh, price for Real Talk listeners, uh, and she is going to give it for $7. Let me get her email so you can get that. Put in the code. The code is Winning Women. Uh, you go to Naima Johnston, N-A-I-M-A-J-O-H-N-S-T-O-N.com slash dreams.html, order the book. The special code is Winning Women, and it will only cost you 7 bucks. 7 bucks an, an investment for you to fulfill your dreams. Go with what you got, Dr. Nay's Guide to Develop Your Dream, Pursue Your Passion, and Accomplish God's Will for Your Life. You need to get this ebook. It's an ebook, and she has great questions in there for you to answer for you to look at so that your life this April can spring into action and you can do what? Develop your dream, pursue your passion, and accomplish God's will for your life. So if you're listening live or either listening in the archives, you email us at realtalkatanyawhite if you want that free book. We only got one free ebook, but go to naimajohnston.com, put in the special code winningwomen, or email us at realtalk at Tanya White, and we'll give you that uh, link, too. I believe she didn't say how long, so 
Maybe she's going to do it for the whole month of April. I don't know, but get it as soon as possible, um, as soon as you hear this. Because $7, you can't even eat some meals for $7. But this is an investment in your dream and your life. And so that you can, what, win in 2010. I'd like to welcome everyone who's in the chat and on the line. Listen, this show is going to be rated R once again because we are real, relevant, and refreshing. If you are a new listener, we welcome you. We thank you. We want to invite you to visit TanyaWhite.com. Tanya is T-A-N-Y-A. White is in the color dot com. And listen, this week, because it's final four week, NCAA Championship Weekend, uh, and none fitting is on Resurrection Weekend also. So we got a whole lot going on. So, But we have a final four for four book deal on my latest book, Girl, You Can Win, The Ten Highly Essential Habits of a Winning Woman. Now let me tell you something. This is my fourth and this is my best book because this is not just a book. It is a belief system to help you change your mindset and soar into the life that you know that God's already promised you. Sometimes we get stuck in a rut because we know that we can achieve. We believe that we are winners. We're built to be winners. But uh, sometimes we get stuck in the belief side because we're born and we're built to win, but we need to start believing through our actions, our associations, and our attitudes. So this book, 100 Pages of Power, you can read it in the beauty shop. You can read it while you're waiting uh, on the train. You can read it in one sitting. We have it for $4, $4 at our online store at TanyaWhite.com. Listen, that sale is going to be over Saturday at noon, uh, final four for four. If you order two books, you get it still for the price of one shipping, but $4 in investment. Don't just get one book, ladies. Get one from your sisters, your friends, your family. You can read this and discuss this, implement strategies in your life, and I guarantee you this time next year, no, by the end of the year, you will see dramatic change in your life if you implement the 10 highly essential habits, attitudes, actions, and associations that I discuss in my latest book, Girl, You Can Win. Get it now. Go to TanyaWhite.com, our online store. Tanya White is T-A-N-Y-A. White is in the color dot com. Also, are you there? You can get the 99 Males Who Make Your Life a Living Hell, my uh, second book, Relationship Reruns, and my first book, How to Deal with a Difficult Woman. Sign up for our monthly Newsletter, Tanya's Tips. We give you tips for today to transform your tomorrow. Today's monthly issue was entitled, Try Saying Something Different Today. You know, today is April 1st, April Fool's Day, and I guarantee you that someone at work, home, or school was anxiously giddy about saying April Fool's and trying to fool you. But I give you some phrases, some positive, productive phrases that you can say, instead of saying April Fool's, try saying April Faith Day, April Focus Day, April Forgiveness Day, and I have four other April phrases that you can say. So sign up. Go to TanyaWhite.com. Sign up for Tanya's Tips. Uh, If you missed this month's issue, you can view it in the newsletter section. Go to the top of the website page and you see newsletter. Click on that icon and you can review not only today's issue but Previous issues before, listen, you all, I I just put another twist creatively on practical, everyday issues that we battle. 
in our mind, our relationships, in our money, in our spirit, whatever the Lord has me to write, I empower you with tips that you can implement today that will transform your tomorrow. So get that Tanya's tips. Also, lastly, while you are visiting TanyaWhite.com, and if you love the show and want to invest your marketing dollars in a productive, aggressive marketing venture, we would love for you to partner with us to become a monthly sponsor for just $50 a month. We get the biggest, the brightest, the best guests, authors, motivational speakers, celebrities on this show, and we promote aggressively. Our our archives are just off the chains. Um, We have mega archive listeners, live listeners also. And listen, April is spring into action month. May, we're going to motivate you to manifest your dream. Then we're going to take a summer hiatus so we can regroup, refocus, and refresh ourselves so we can come back powerful in August. September is going to be our men's month. October is just going to be outstanding. And then we're going to wrap it up in November because you all know December is my birthday month, and it's a milestone birthday, so I'm taking that whole month off and celebrating uh, my fit, fat, fierce and fabulous 40th birthday in December. So we have a lot planned for Real Talk, and we want you to be a part of Listen. If you are interested also in becoming a co-host but you don't have the time to host your own show or have the time to be a co-host every week, we are soliciting weekly co-hosts for the Real Talk with Tanya White show to start in September. Uh, Just your commitment, whatever. If you want to do one week, if you want to do two weeks, just shoot us an email at realtalk at Tanya White and say, I am interested in the weekly co-hosting slot. Uh, and then we will send you further information, forms to sign up. We want to include everybody because without you all loyal and lovely listeners, we would not be here uh, making big strides and having the popularity that we do. So we love you, we thank you, and this is just a small token of our appreciation to show you that we love your listenership. Listen, we're going to take a brief break, and then we're going to come back with uh, Brian Ganges. I am so excited to ask him about his wonderful upcoming book, Piecing the Puzzle Together, uh, because he's going to bring some balance in our life. So we're going to take a little music break. It's spring into action month, and so we want you to remember to be determined to win all this year um, and not lose focus and sight of what you are destined and equipped to do. So we're going to have a little music break, some Israel Halton, we win. And then we're going to come back with Brian King.
And so why aren't you getting into to the winning spirit by what you do, what you say, and who you're around? Listen, Brian Genji is going to help us bring all those pieces together because sometimes we're stuck in a rut because of our attitudes, our actions, and associations, and we're not in balance with the practical and the spiritual. So he's going to talk about his upcoming book, Piecing the Puzzle Together. And so we're excited to have him back once again on Real Talk with Tanya White. And a welcome, Mr. Brian. Hello, how are you? I'm good, how are you? Thank you for having me. Listen, did I get your name right? Angie's, yes. Okay. I tried to remember from the last time, and I said I'm going to get it right. Hello, Mr. Ganges, and where are you calling from today? Arlington, Texas, All the right. land of Kansas. Listen, how's the weather down there? Uh, the weather, it's been crazy, but it's okay now. We've got some uh, spring-like weather finally. We okay. did have uh, last last uh, couple of weeks or so, we had uh, a Friday where it was 75 degrees. It snowed on Saturday night. And then we had 75 degree of weather again on Monday. So it's been kind of weird, but it's kind of balanced out now. Wow. Okay. Well, we're on that um, spring weather. I think it's 75 today and clear as a day. And so I'm excited about that. Listen, I love this book. And your book is coming out in May, correct? That's correct. And you're going to help us bring the pieces together. Yes, ma'am. All right. So before we dive into this awesome book, tell us, in your own words, who is Brian Ganges? Brian Ganges is the realest person that you will ever meet. Mm-hmm. And he's perfect for the show because Tanya White is real. I know that's right. <laughs> and she's relevant. And she brings the, 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 the she, and she, like my book, you know, brings a balanced perspective to life. But me, I'm just real. I'm just, I'm just a regular guy. I love my family. I love God. I like, you know, people. I like to have fun. Um, you know, and it's just it's, it's nothing fancy about me. You know, I like to go out to eat. I like to go. Last night I went to the hockey game. Tonight I'm going to get into some PlayStation. I'm going to watch some Three Stooges. I'm just a regular guy. And, you know, I just I love the truth. I hate error. I love God. I hate the enemy. I'm just a regular guy, period. Hmm. Doing extraordinary things because you're bringing a voice uh, and you're helping people just to bring the piece, the pieces of the puzzle together, piecing the puzzle together. And you are also, before we talk about this book, you are also in a compilation book. Yeah. Uh, let me get the name right. Soul of a Man, right? That's correct. You know, we, we read so many books sometimes, they all run together. But tell us what, what uh, your uh, contribution was in that book, Soul of a Man. Uh, so, man, I had two entries in that book, and it was uh, 14 African-American brothers that came together, and we said that, hey, you know, the media portrays us black men as this in a negative light most times. Mm-hmm. And we can just say, hey, this is what we're doing. You know, we've all had a struggle. We've all had a down. We've all had a uptime. We've all had, you know, uh, a bad point in our life. But we all overcame it not by – being a dole on society, not by making excuses, not for blaming the white man, but we took charge, we, we, we saw the problem for what it was, we identified it, and we said, hey, we're going to use our faith in Christ to overcome this and be a testimony. And that's what we did. We used fictionalized and, and non-fictionalized accounts of uh, aspects, <clears throat> and we just told a story. 
And my two stories in particular, one dealt with my life and my, my marriage, my failed marriage, and how I hit rock bottom and how I bounced back mm-hmm. and how I'm back on course now fulfilling the purpose and the destiny that God had for me. Even back when I was married, I was on course but fell off, mm-hmm. you know, in the midst of my turmoil in my marriage. But now I'm back, and I'm back with a passion, a stronger passion, more of a concerted effort to make sure that nobody that doesn't want to repeats the same mistakes and the same things that I went through. Mm-hmm. So that was the first story. That was manning up with God. Okay. Um, second story was called, it was, this is a fictionalized account, and it was called, um, uh, this, and this is the one that nobody really talks about, but this one was called Having a Sense of Faith and Community, <clears throat> and it deals with how, uh, it was, like I said, it was a fictionalized account. It was told from the perspective of my grandson in the year 2050 and how he took the uh, inspiration that I gave him to go forth and to be um, more of uh, a community-oriented person, where he took, he saw the lessons that I taught him and his other cousins about how to give back to the community, how to reach out to people, how to help people, even if they don't want it, you still got to be out there, be an available vessel, and reach out instead of taking the resources that you have and just hoarding for you and your family. Mm. So it was more of a giving, uh, the lesson on how to give back to the community, how to reach out to people, how to be a, a vessel that God can use to touch people. So uh, I was very proud of the two works that, um, that I submitted to the book, and I was proud of the, the, the entire book as well. And uh, we were nominated and won the African American Literary Award Show uh, Anthology of the Year mm-hmm. uh, in Harlem, New York, and we were given the award by Eric Jerome Dickey, so I was encouraged about that as well. Wow, that, that's magnificent. Um, <laughs> Eric Jerome Dickey, love his work. Love his yeah. work. Uh, so that is phenomenal. So now piecing the, the puzzle together is your first uh, solo project? Yes, this correct? is my first project uh, on my own, okay. and it will be yours uh, and available through my website and through the publisher's website in May. In May. And if you just join Real Talk with Tanya White, we're talking to Brian Ganges. We're talking about his book, Piecing the Puzzle Together. And if you have any questions or comments, please call 347-215-6446. Now, Brian, how did you get and break into the literary scene? Well, when I moved to uh, Houston, after my divorce, I moved to Houston to start over again. Uh And uh, I had a radio show. I was doing a radio show. By the way, uh, I would love to be a part of your possible uh, co-hosts, on various topics from time to time if you ever need some help. I saw the I heard the commercial it's a, it's a done deal, Brian. It's a done deal. We will send you information. We're sending out the week of the fifteenth. It's a done deal. I would love to have you on. Okay. Appreciate that. Uh, but anyway, when I was down in Houston, I had a radio show and um God had just been starting to deal with me about getting back on course and getting back into ministry because the ministry wasn't lost. We had just been detoured for a little bit, divorced, kind of threw a little monkey wrench in there. Mm-hmm. So God was dealing with me. I got on my radio show and I talked to a sister that had another radio show uh, at the same radio station. So we talked, and she had told me that she was uh, a part of an anthology, and she just got published, and she said, well, since you are so 
you know, adamant and passionate about some of the topics that you talk about, why don't you contact us? That was Cheryl Lacey Donovan, and she's a part of uh, the Peace in the Storm publishing crew, and she, contact, she got me in contact with Elisa, and the rest is history. All right. So that's well, how I got in. No, i that's how I got in. And from there, when I contacted Elisa, she loved my writing and my style of my writing. And um, when I told her that I had a book in mind that I was wanting to write, and she accepted, check this out, this is God. She accepted me and my manuscript mm-hmm. without even reading it. Wow. And she, she started advertising for me and my book without even seeing a manuscript. Wow. Wow, that's being in tune. And uh, which, and I want to go back to that. It's the power of the word and encouraging people and positioning yourself to meet those divine connections. Cheryl Lacey Donovan is phenomenal. I, I, I've met her. She came to speak actually in our city. Uh, and so I want to encourage people, when you know information or when you know something that can help somebody out, please spread it because I don't know why we're in this state, Brian, that people hold on to good information that could really bless other people and in turn bless them. So I'm so glad that Cheryl encouraged you. Well, and actually, you're right, because that's, that's, part of, that's part of what my book deals with. See, when you, when you get stuck in that insecurity, mm. I mean, you block the word blessing. It's insecurity. But the Bible says you reap what uh-huh. you sow. Yes, you do. <laughs> if you have your hands full of groceries, you can't put any more groceries in your hands until you let some of them go. Mm-hmm. You let those groceries, then you can put some more. So you got to get rid of some of that information you got because somebody else can can use it. And when you get rid of that information, when you get rid of that blessing, when you get rid of that money, when you get rid of that advice, when you get rid of that smile, then another one's coming back. Mm, mm, mm. So this is the kind of stuff that I deal with in piecing the puzzle together because if you and I don't understand how to piece the puzzle together, piecing the puzzle together is not just the title of my book. Mm-hmm. Piecing the puzzle together is a way of life. Let me give you an example. I have received information, and you have to, and, and, and everybody who is listening to the radio uh, program has received information when we were in school that we really didn't, it didn't really click at the time. Right. Listen to the news. And we kind of discounted some of the things that we heard. We went to church. We heard some things that kind of went over our heads. At some point in the future, we had a light bulb. The light bulb went on. Mm -hmm. We said, oh, that's what that meant. That's why she said, that's why mama used to always say that. That's why daddy used to do that. So the piecing of the puzzle is a lifestyle. Yes. You're not going to do everything that you need in life today. Somebody else has a piece for you tomorrow. Somebody has a piece for you down the road. And when you bring it all together, that's when the understanding and the Holy Spirit quickens it, and that's when it's like, wow, that's what that meant. Wow. But if we ever take that approach that we're gaining information, we're giving information, all for the, all for the hopes of trying to get a better understanding of this life, our situations, our circumstances, trying to navigate in through the blessings, through, through this world to the blessing of God, then we'll never, ever reach it 
achieve it, understand it, be able to perceive it, because you don't get the whole pie. You get a piece of it. Exactly. And if you keep walking, see, when, when God, when the blessing of God comes, God gives you, he gets, you, start, you start at your starting point, and he doesn't take you to Z. He takes you to B, and if you're faithful and you, you obey, then you get shown how to get to C, and then you get shown how to get to D, et cetera, et cetera, until you get to Z, which is the goal. That's piecing the puzzle together. Yes. So it's a lifestyle. It is a lifestyle. And if you just join Real Talk with Tanya White, we're talking to Brian Ganges about his upcoming book, Piecing the Puzzle Together. If you have any questions, comments, please call 347-215-6446. Now, Brian, you said something so powerful when we were talking about, you know, sharing information and not holding on to it. You said the I word, insecurity. <laughs> and men and women battle that so often. First of all, this is a two-part question. How do we become insecure, and then how do we overcome insecurity? You become insecure when you're not um, when you're not satisfied or secure in yourself. Mm-hmm. Now, I've talked about this in the book as well. Okay. Now, let me give you the example that I deal with in the book, and I'll be able to tie it in. Okay. Now, in the book, I deal with how people are insecure with the things that they buy, for example. And I'm not against the things that I'm going to talk to you about. Okay. Bird, coach bags, that sort of thing. I don't have a problem with that. I bought my daughter one. She's got a couple of coach bags. She's got a Dunia Bird. She's got coach shoes. I, that, I don't have a problem with that. Mm-hmm. But the problem is, is that people who have low self-esteem, they're insecure, they're not confident in who they are and their identity, they see the media portraying people who are supposedly cool and trendy and the in crowd as having these things. Mm-hmm. Conversely, if you look at the subliminal messages that they put in those commercials, it's kind of like you're not cool, you're not trendy, you're not in the in crowd unless you have these things. Mm-hmm. So people who have low self-esteem, they run out and get these things that will, quote, unquote, make them cool and trendy. Mm-hmm. Now, that's a person whose thinking is, like I said, they're insecure, they don't have self-esteem. Mm-hmm. Now, because I tell my daughter, you're cool with or without the Dooney and Bird. Right. You, you're, I mean, you are cool. You are, you are the joint without it. You make it cool. It doesn't make you cool. That's what I tell them. Mm-hmm. But see, because I, I told a guy, I told this guy uh, last week, a friend of mine from high school, I said, man, you are the joint. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like it. Hey, I... If if you don't know that you are a significant and adequate and that nobody else will. So you've got to get that self-esteem. You've got to build that image and that identity, first of all, in Christ. If you don't have that, and your identity is, hey, I'm a, I'm a black man, you know, I'm a proud black man. Nothing wrong with being proud, nothing wrong with being black. But if that's your identity, first and foremost, then you give power to those who may not like black people, to paint you in a broad, with a broad brush to paint everybody black into a negative light. <clears throat> and if that's your identity, then you're painted in with that identity, with mm-hmm. that label, broad brush. And then you get offended, and then you start to hate white people, and it just, it just turns into a big cycle of negativity. But me, and for me in my house, my identity 
is Christ. Yes. Way, I don't I don't care what you say about black people. I don't care what you say about light skinned black men. I don't care what you say about people from New Jersey. Now those things are all me. I'm from Jersey, I'm a black man, I'm light skinned. I don't care what you say about any of people in that category. That's not me. I'm a Christian. My identity is Christ. That's how you get over insecurity. You have to identify with the source of life. Yeah. And if you don't, then you're subjected to the whims of those who are around you who may not like you. Mm. Or those, even those whims who you envy. Because a lot of people, and they don't admit that they envy people, but it comes out with them trying to keep up with them. Uh, and, and I want to just add this to exactly what you said. Your identity is found in Christ, and identity is not found in Christ by just going to church. Because a lot of people think, as as uh, I go to this many services, I shout this many times, I'm in this <laughs> many ministries, you know, and I have a strong, tight relationship with God, and that is not it. There's a, there's a difference between being a Christian and being a disciple. Yeah. A Christian is somebody who accepts Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. Cool. It's, that's, the, that's the initial act of salvation, accepting Christ. A disciple is somebody, the word disciple, like discipline. Yeah. It said, by this shall all men know that ye are my disciples if you have love one for another. So it's more to it than just saying, I'm saved. It's a lifestyle. It's a commitment. It's discipline. It didn't say you're going to be perfect, but you're going to be disciplined to move to that next level and grow past just the initial act of salvation. That's mm-hmm. a disciple. That's a disciple. And that's where you uh, get a clarity of your identity when you become a disciple. There you wow. go. If you just joined Real Talk with Tanya White, we're talking to Brian Ganges, and we really haven't gotten into piecing the puzzle together. Uh, listen. Now, before we get into some nuts and bolts of this book, now, this is a self-help book for just Christians or everybody? If you're a human being, this book is for you. For you. Now, why did you see a need to write this book, Piecing the Puzzle Together? Well, I see, I love to read. Okay. And I was looking at a lot of Christian, well, I, I even looked at some secular books. I looked at some Christian books. And I see that everybody's got, you know, the three keys to this and the five ways to that and the seven steps to this. And, 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 and for the most part, I didn't see anything wrong with those things. Mm-hmm. But I just saw pieces of it. What I did was, because when I, when I originally wrote this book, um, I had to delete about 70% of it because it wasn't foundational enough. See, if you try and build a house, Jesus said in Matthew 7, he said if you build a house upon the rock, and then he gave another example, if you build a house upon the sand, the same storm came to both houses, but the one that stood was the one that was born upon the rock, around the, upon the firm foundation. So what I wanted to do is I wanted to say, Lord, what is the firm foundation? Of course, it's his word, but what are the main elements? I mean, I could have listed a whole bunch of other things to list in this book. But I wanted to get to the nuts and bolts of this thing because I've got other books that need to follow subsequently. But I wanted to set the foundation with this book because if you don't understand this book as a reader, there's no way you will be able to understand the deeper truths in life. This book is so foundational. That's why I wrote it, because it's foundational 
Anybody can read it. Anybody can understand it. Anybody can relate to it. And it is so powerful, the things that are in this book, not because of me, but because it's the Word. I break it down into three sections. The first section, I call that the foundation of life. The foundation of life, you've got to have a foundation or you can't build a building. Can't just build, Jesus said that himself in Matthew chapter 7. You've got to have a firm foundation. And in there, we talk about the foundation of life, spirit, soul, and body. If you don't understand that you as a human being are not the body that we shake hands and greet every day, then you're missing on two aspects of your life. The spirit, I mean the, the, the soul or the intellectual realm, and the spirit, which is the actual you. You are a spirit, you have a soul, and you live in a body. There's three aspects to humanity, but we only recognize and deal with, for the most part, one, maybe two, which is the soul. So we deal with that. Now, with those three elements and aspects of humanity, there are those three corresponding uh, realms that we deal with we deal with the spiritual realm, which is where God and the devil are, they're spirit beings. There is an intellectual and an emotional realm which deals with what corresponds with our soul and our mind. And there's a natural world which we deal with our natural thing, eating, drinking, going to work, going, you know, having fun, that sort of thing. <clears throat> Problem is most people don't know how to balance that walk. Everybody is so concerned about how they look, so they're real strong on the natural side, but they can't really hang when it comes to spiritual things. Or they're so emotional that they miss natural things. Or they're so spiritual that they miss natural things. Let me give you an example. Okay. I was at church one day, and there was this lady, she, you know, there was praise and worship going on, and she was dancing, and she got sick. Okay. So she started throwing up. Well, these ladies from the church got up and started casting the devil out of her. Mm. And I was like, look at this. The lady got sick, so they started casting the devil out of her. Found out the lady was pregnant, had morning sickness. Mm. So they didn't discern the situation for what it was. They just thought yeah. they were spiritual and just thought that the enemy was attacking her when he wasn't. She was sick. It was a, it was a natural imbalance in the body. And that's where, and, and that's one of the phrases that I use in my book, that you're so heavenly minded that you're no earthly good. See, yes. that's where we need the balance. Yes. yes. You need the balance. You need the balance. I've been in services like that. I've been in situations like that where people came to me in error, and, and I'm glad that I was strong enough in the word and in my, and my relationship with God to not, you know, internalize that. Right. Um, because that can get you you know, so severely off course, depressed mm -hmm. and all those things. So, um I understand it. And that's a whole that's a whole uh special uh blog talk show when you're dealing with spiritual uh, era and people who, huh? you know, think they're so spiritually profound and, and I've mm -hmm. even had some people say that I couldn't do uh, I couldn't be in certain groups or something because I didn't understand certain things that they did, like uh, <laughs> gifts, you know, healing and deliverance and all that stuff. And I'm thinking, that's not of God. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm, so it's, I can understand that. Now let's talk about something else. That's a great example, too, and that's practical. Mm -hmm. The Who are you targeting? Just everybody, right? 
Yeah, everybody, because people people get it missed. Uh, get twisted and think that I'm just trying to minister to men. Oh, I love men. You know, that's my heart. I love to deal with the men and get the brothers on point because uh, men are really lost. A lot of men are really lost. And men, as, as I believe that the order of things, God created men to be the order, uh, need to be the head of the household. Um, if the head is off point, mm-hmm. is not uh, functioning as properly as he should properly, Everything else falls off, of course, puts more pressure on the woman, puts more pressure on the kids. So I love to deal with the men, but I'm here to deal with everybody that I'm anointed to reach. Okay. Anybody who's got ears to hear that will hear what the Spirit is saying through me, I'm here to reach you. All right. And you heard that any any gender, any race, any age need to All get right. this book. Now, where can we get this book that's coming out in May? Comes out in May. It'll be in uh, Barnes and Noble, Borders. You can go to peaceinthestormpublishing.com, peace peace bryanganges.com. It'll be all over the world. All right. Now, if you have a question, please call 347-215-6446. We have people just sitting listening, and we thank you for that. Now, Brian, what are your favorite parts of your book, Piecing the Puzzle Together? Oh, boy, I have so many. I have, uh, I have a section that I deal with. I call it the Proverbs of BG. And God, uh, over the over the last few months, has been really dropping wisdom into my heart. And um, actually, the people who are my Facebook friends really get a treat. They've been getting a treat probably ever since, oh, I don't know, October or so, because I've been starting to post the uh, BGs through through uh, I mean the uh, Proverbs through BG on my Facebook. And a lot of people have been giving me a lot of good response, a lot of good feedback. But um, that's one of my favorite parts. And here's here if I can read it. It's okay, about a page. Yeah, it's about a page, and uh, this is one of my favorite sections of the book. Yeah, it's about a page. Okay, let me read it here. Uh, it's from the truth section of my book, and this the part of this chapter is called, the section of the chapter is called, Truth Will Bring Proper Perspective. Uh, truth will identify a situation for what it actually is, and we should do the same. For example, all local churches are not on the same level spiritually or functionally. This doesn't mean that some churches are better than others. It just means that all churches don't function in the same capacity. Just as an elementary school and a high school can be a part of the same school system, one school is no better than the other. They, just simply, meet a, a, they simply meet a different need. The same goes for our local churches. Some churches, as I label them, are entry-level, some are mid-level, and some are upper-level. Entry-level churches are very seeker-friendly. This is not where not a lot of demands are put on the people and much or if any accountability. Entry-level churches are very comfortable and cozy, and the doctrine is very basic. Many times these churches have a don't-rock-the-boat mentality, and they avoid anything controversial or challenging. I liken these churches to elementary school, uh, to the elementary school level that teaches students basic reading, writing, math, and math skills. The students get snacks, have fun, minimal reprimands for wrongdoings. It's a great place to start and to develop. Mid-level churches are a little more advanced. They tend to challenge the members to be accountable for their actions and have a bit more of a seasoned and scriptural interpretation of the Bible. I liken these churches to intermediate school or junior high school. In the elementary school, if you urinated on yourself, you would be cleaned up and the incident would be viewed as an accident. But in the intermediate school or junior high school, students would be reprimanded and the students would be, students' parents would be called. Less foolishness is tolerated at this level and more is expected from the students. 
upper-level churches are not perfect, but this is where you will find a heavier concentration of people who have a more zealous and committed approach to Scripture. I liken these churches to high school. In, other, in the other schools, students are monitored, watched, and helped along, but now students are expected to take what they've learned and to start exemplifying some maturity and independence. Excuses will not be tolerated, and noncompliance will result in higher punishment. Some of today's churches are growing, not because they are doing such a great evangelistic work or because they are preaching such a dynamic word. They are growing because most of the entry level and some of the mid-level members are comfortable in their stagnation. These churches can only take you so far in your walk with God. But if you have no desire for additional instruction or a desire to want to be challenged more and accountable, then you will remain in your comfort zone. It's fun. It's safe. No homework. You get recess. You get a gym period. And the work is relatively simple. If you use the bathroom on yourself, someone will clean you up. Mm-hmm. So, well, let, me get, let me get this last, par- last two paragraphs. The problem is that this is a very selfish and counterproductive attitude. Who wants to learn the alphabet and how to write your name on dotted line paper for 10 years in a row? That is a waste of your brain. But spiritually speaking, this is what many of our local churches are doing. They are growing full of fat, spiritually fat and spiritually lazy Christians that aren't growing spiritually. Rather, they are satisfied in doing their Christian duty of going to church with a spiritually soiled diaper and their thumb in their mouth. Some pastors don't mind this because this big baby brings his lunch money to church and doesn't bother anyone. It doesn't matter if there are 100 big babies in a section. Their diapers are all leaking, and they have vomit running down their bibs. Every Sunday, it's the same thing. They hear messages on their level, and they have no incentive to think or about aspiring to algebra one day because the preacher is saying coochie-coochie-coo and, run, and, and waving an Elmo doll at them. The stagnant people just kick their feet and rattle. They'll rap, shake their rattle. It's sad, but this is an analogy about some of the, the state of some American churches. We must do better. That's oh, my it. goodness. Oh, my goodness. Um, unfortunately, that's why I left my last church because mm-hmm. after you grow so so far it's like okay where are we going and it's sad that a lot of preachers they just uh preach on one level yeah you know what i'm saying yeah. uh at, at the church that they, they called it seeker friendly so they right. catered to the people who were seeking to develop a relationship with god and neglected those who knew God and was wanting to mature. And as I found out, it's no different in any other state. A lot of churches today, especially black churches, have that mentality that you just um, read about. Oh, my goodness, we only have eight minutes. So what was you going to (laughs) say? Oh, man, we haven't even scratched the scratch on the scratch. I know it. I know it. Oh, my goodness. This is a a fat book. This is really a fat book. It's got a lot of stuff, and you can't just read this book like a newspaper. I mean, this is something you have to just meditate on. My dad read it, and he was like, wow, that was convicting. That was Mm. really, you know, that was really something, and it gave you a lot to think about. Uh, If if you're really serious about your walk with God and finding the truth and walking in the truth, this book is really for you. Yes. Yes, and I love the analogy that you did because it's, it makes it so clear. And in, from your experience and in your opinion, why do leaders, pastors, uh, allow this to happen? Why do they neglect uh, their, their, because, their flock? Because, because you get 
you get the you give the illusion that you're successful because your church is growing. Oh, you didn't spoke some truth. Say that again. <laughs> you give the illusion that you're successful because your church grows. Oh but my like God! Said, in number, <laughs> but not in in maturity level. They grow in number. There is yeah. naive. Doctor Naima was on last night. She said something so profound. Uh, about fixing and changing. She said something about she could fix a lot of stuff, but she couldn't change something. And a lot of pastors are fixing, you know, uh, their flock. They're making them feel better, uh, Mm -hmm. making them cry, making them shout, making them give the money, because when you're vulnerable like that, you want to bless people who make you feel better. But a Mm -hmm. lot of flock is not changing. We still have a lot of leadership who are living just as foul, just as mm-hmm. manipulative, just mm-hmm. as immoral as mm-hmm. baby Christians. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, my goodness. Oh, yeah. Oh, my goodness. I mean, you know, Jesus Jesus worked with the nuts and bolts of his day. Mm-hmm. He, and he had some attitudes, but when, he, when, she, when, it, when, it, when it started getting too hot in the kitchen, that's when folks started walking away from Jesus because he was coming too heavy. And then Peter, one time Jesus was preaching, and, and people started leaving Jesus. And he looked at Peter, and he said, will you leave too? But Peter said, hey, you have the words of eternal life. Where am I going to go? So, so Peter, Peter was the anathema to the people of that day. Peter, the people of that day who walked away from Jesus, they were just like the people of today. They were just a little, you know, they wanted a little something, a little taste of Jesus. And when it got too heavy, when the accountability got too tough, they mm. left. But Peter, he said, no, I want this thing. I want it. I want this it. This is what we want to know. And he said, You said a cuss word, accountability. A lot of people <laughs> don't like that accountability. Uh, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm an accountability person. I want people to hold me accountable, and that's what I'm anointed to do, is to hold mm-hmm. people accountable. And uh, and I don't care how the Lord has me to go, um, People get offended, but I'm I am at a certain age. Like I said, the truth is offensive, and you may not. I'm like Khalees, you may not like me, but you will respect what I say because I'm I'm coming out of love and I'm coming out of truth and I'm coming out of a, a spirit of really wanting you to be the best man and woman you can be. But I love what you said. People walked away. So those people who are walking away in your life because in your heart you are speaking truth. To them, I want to encourage those people. Don't you know? Don't internalize that rejection. Pray about mm-hmm. it, heal from it, and continue to speak the truth. Listen, Brian, we're going to have to have you back because this is a, like you said, this is a heavy book. Now, do you have any workshops, uh, uh, conferences planned to go along with this book? Because I can see this is like a, this is a tool. This is not just a book you read. This is a study guide. Oh yeah, I'm working on that right now. Um, Oh, well, I got so much going with this book because I'm really what I'm trying to do. What I'm doing currently doing is I'm I'm making like study packages, some for kids, some for men, some for women, and some you know the book is general. But uh, if if somebody wanted me to come in and just deal with children or you know teenagers or whatever, who I'm fashioning something that 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 can gear towards the teenagers with examples that they can relate to and and things that that are on their level. Same thing. I'm doing the same thing with men. Same thing with women. And like I said, the book is general for anybody to just grasp anything they need out of it. So I'm working on it as we speak, and I'm talking to some pastors and, and some people across the country, and we'll see if we can uh, <clears throat> see when we can kick off the piece in the 
puzzle, piece the puzzle together toward uh, ASAP. A ASAP, because like you said, the, the, the state, especially the black church, is is very uh, weak right now. Oh, yeah. and, and and like you said, a lot of people's uh, pastors get, you know, they're satisfied with the numbers. Mm-hmm. They don't care less of whether people are maturing or not. Uh, and, and a lot of people, a lot of leaders, a lot of strong disciples are bleeding because of it. And that's a whole nother show. Uh, and yeah. so I'm going to uh, send you a date in May to come back and talk about piecing the puzzle together because that May is another month that we, because uh, we're getting into the halfway point of the year and we need to bring balance to our life. And some people are really struggling with yeah. uh, what's going on. At the church, I know I struggled for about two, three years, uh, just mm-hmm. sitting there. Uh, like you said, I was just, I was just at a loss because I didn't, I didn't know what was going on. And like you said, if you spoke up, <laughs> ostracized, rejected, and and I was uh-huh. in leadership, so I was viewed as, you know, the troublemaker. Yeah, I guess. Don't yeah. Rock don't you rock that boat? Don't you come and ask me for nothing? So we're gonna have you back. <laughs> We're going to have you back, Brian. We're down to 30 seconds. Last nuggets of wisdom that you want to leave with the people about piecing the puzzle together. Well, the last nugget I'm going to say, you leave with the people. You play with the enemy, he'll take you farther than you want to go. Mm. He'll cost you more than you want to pay, and he'll keep you longer than you want to stay. Mm. Stay in graces, stay in God's peace, stay in God's truth, and you can't go wrong. Thanks for having me. Listen, we're going to follow up. Lady, later, you have a wonderful weekend and a wonderful Easter, okay? All right. Okay, thank you so much. Listen, Real Talk, that was some Real Talk with Brian Ganges. We're going to have him back in May to talk about his book, Piecing the Puzzle Together. That was some heavy stuff. And I'm talking to anybody who's dealing with uh, not being uh, fulfilled in, in their church and struggling with growing and maturing in the leadership. That's real stuff. And so I want you to go to uh, com. It's probably on Amazon right now. Get piecing the puzzle together. Like I said, we're going to have them back in May. But if nothing else, listen, join us next week uh, for uh, Real Talk with Tanya White at 7 p.m. Go to TanyaWhite.com for the final four at four. You get my brand-new book, Girl, You Can Win, for $4. Listen, that is an investment if you want to see change in your life. We're going to close out with Donnie McClurkin. Also, go to... Um, Go to, uh, oh, my goodness, Naima Johnson has her ebook out. Go for what you got. Send us an email at realtalk at tanyawhite.com. Listen, we're closing out with Donnie McClurkin. If you doubt anything that you can do, you have to believe that you can, and then you will achieve everything that you thought you could do. I love you guys. Have a wonderful Easter weekend. I'll see you next week. I found something for you and you. Mm-hmm. I have to listen well. I'm here to tell you that I'm not through. Oh, simple song, simple melody. To remind you that you can be the greatest ever. Yeah.